Maxi, it, uh, it feels like last week we were interviewing Chase Atlantic thinking, life is bliss, but uh, only to be told that none of the audio recorded, so that doesn't matter anymore because I can see the, the big red light recording and we're, we're joined on the other end by Nothing Nowhere. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us Aussies. What's up? Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> How's, uh, before, we, before we dive too, too far in, we, we like to sort of get into to, to your head and find out what you've been listening to. What's been spinning in your playlist over the last couple of weeks? Ooh, uh, I've, been listening, I've been listening to a lot of Playboy Cardi and Lil Yachty's new <laughs> tape. Uh, I've been also listening to, here, I'm in my Spotify here. Um, Bones, uh, what else, man? Uh, I'm all over the place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm truly all over the place, man. Uh, nails. Yeah. I don't know. All over the place. <laughs> just putting That's it on cool. shuffle and letting it go. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, uh, yeah. All over the place for sure, man. <laughs> it's quite a... <laughs> It's quite a wide span to go from some rap stuff through to nails. If I, but I mean, there's no better place to, to do it. It's startling but, uh, driving in the car with me. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we deep dive into Trauma Factory, uh, I need to ask, how are your chickens? Oh, nice. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they, uh, they don't like the snow. We got like three feet of snow right now. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah, they don't they don't like the snow, so I, I shovel out every day a, a little area for them, uh, put their chicken scratch down and they kinda of peck around. But yeah, they're fine. They're they're chill, they're very sweet, and uh I'm probably too obsessed with them. <laughs> Three feet of snow though, that's insane. Have you you know, do you do you get into any like cross country skiing or are you just out there shoveling every day? <laughs> I, I snowboard, so nice. Yeah. Yeah, I stay busy in a snowmobile as well. So I feel like honestly, like if you live in a really cold climate, like if you if you don't do stuff like that in the winter, like the winter would be pretty dark for you. You know, <laughs> gotta do something. I mean, I've still never seen snow, so I can't even. I I, I don't even know what that's like. Because it, it's so, it doesn't snow anywhere in Australia. Like not even way up north or anything. Or we have our, our snowfields are actually pretty big, but they're just like in one part of the country that that like. Yeah, so I, it's super expensive to go to the snowfields. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, my sister lives in Australia, and uh, she has she's happy about not seeing um, snow for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Whereabouts in Australia? I'm assuming she doesn't live near Mount Threadbow then. She, no, she uh, she lives in Manly. Oh, nice. Very much no snow there. Well, yeah, different kind, but. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> But well, as Sam was saying, Trauma Factory, it's the brand new album. It's getting us excited, as excited as Bernie Sanders on a stump speech. Uh, but there's so many different sounds and influences that are going into, into the record. When you're, when you're sort of in the writing process, I'm assuming that there's just no sound or, or sort of uh, you know, musical style that's off limits to you as a, as a writer. Yeah, well, I'd say for the most part, no, there's no sound off limits, but yes at the same time like 
you know, like culturally, I, I don't think it would be a cool, a cool thing for me to make like reggaeton or like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, like uh, Spanish flamenco or something Your like that. Afro-Cuban beats get left at home. Yeah, it'd be, you know, it'd be a little bit of a misstep for me, but, you know, within the realm of like, you know, stuff that I like, uh, no, I, I, I don't, I try not to like trip about that stuff i just like making music and and i don't even know what it's gonna sound like when i start making it and if it ends up being a heavy song or like a a sad song or whatever that's just what it ends up being yeah absolutely it, it, that definitely shines through on in, in the album as well yeah yeah that, it's, it's kind of like a kind of like a gumbo stew of like <laughs> like i was saying earlier listening to like playboy cardi and the nails well it actually leads into my next question, which, you know, I, I wanted to go out on a limb, but I think it's taken care of itself. A lot of guests we've spoken to who are, who are in similar fields to you have had quite a, a punk and metal influence growing up and then moved on to, to broader sounds. I take it that's not too far from the truth with you either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely, you know, grew up listening to hardcore and going to local hardcore shows and and uh you know listening to metal and i still do you know that that's that was kind of my my introduction to like you know going to shows and you know really my my first concert was being dragged to uh um sync with my sister um but that <laughs> but like i'd say like my first actual concert was like you know like local hardcore bands for sure you can't knock nsync though that would be a pretty sick show no it was bad there was one part where they uh they like were on like surfboards and they like flew over the crowd and stuff and like <laughs> i had never been to a concert i remember um and then the next one i went to was with my dad i don't remember who it was but i was expecting that same theatrics but i was like oh not every concert like people <laughs> surfboards yeah the local ha- hardcore gig just whip out the surfboard start doing some like choreographed dancing around the stage that'd be that'd be sick <laughs> we need more of it honestly if we're if we're being honest <laughs> on the like thematically within the album you know it's it's obviously quite dark lyrically um the artwork even even the title trauma factory you know quite quite dark stuff when you sort of get into that personal and, and raw um material that you're going through are you looking at it as an overarching theme from the beginning or does it just sort of coalesce that all of these songs happen to sort of touch those those raw kind of notes yeah like i said i don't know what i'm doing uh until i <laughs> until i started doing it so um yeah i just kind of send it and um see, see see what happens but you know like in terms of like the lyrical content i mean sometimes i'm drawing from things that are happening now sometimes i'm drawing from things that happened in the past um and sometimes i'm writing about how i'm worried about what's going to happen in the future so i just kind of let it flow out for sure yeah and coming off the back of the the one takes release as well when you know everything was so deliberately raw and and kind of unfiltered in that sense like how did it feel the change back to sort of like a more production focused release yeah i mean um it was it's definitely like kind of a different process there's a lot more that goes into it obviously like i mean with the one takes um uh collection that i put out whatever you want to call it compilation it uh, is just me and my guitar and my laptop that I'm speaking to you guys on now uh, with with uh, kind of like a more cohesive, like bigger, um, ambitious project like Trauma Factory. So, it's, you know, you take a lot more time doing it for sure. Um, but I think it still remains the same. You know what I mean? Just 
I try not to judge my, myself and try to just be honest in the process and, and just let it go, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, does it, does it feel like, uh, uh, when you sort of get that, you know, you come into the completion of the project, does it feel like something's completely different about them or does it have that same kind of energy to them in your mind? I think, yeah, well, I think at the end of the day, it's like cathartic and it's like a release for me. Um, just like the way that it sounds is different, you know, um, like there's just extra instruments and stuff like that, but at the core of it, it's me and my guitar. Um, but with a fully fleshed out, you know, album, there's just more stuff that goes on top of me and my guitar, you know? <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I'm, I'm interested to know, you know, mindset wise, you, you've previously said that when you first started nothing nowhere that you felt quite underprepared for the demands of touring and being thrust into the public eye in a way. So jumping from then to now, how have you come to grips with those elements that you initially struggled with and, and I guess how has your mindset changed to be able to handle it more as your profile's grown? Yeah, I think like anything else, uh you just get used to it. Um um, no, I'm not like a, like a crazy famous guy or anything, but obviously, you know, there's like, uh, there's, there's, there's like shows and there's like meeting people and people expecting things. And, um, it's definitely, it's a lot. And it was a lot when I first started. Uh, and, and it, it was so much that like, you know, I had to take some time off from touring for, uh, you know, almost a year because uh, I just kind of was like, all right, I got to like stop and I got to like come back later and figure this out. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think like, honestly, like I'm realizing more and more that like, you know, I like making music, more people are listening to it. People are going to have opinions about it. Uh, at the end of the day, like I'm just going to keep doing what I like doing because making music is fun and, it's what I did when I was young, like just, you know, fucking around with my friends and I'm still doing it. Do you find that living on the, you know, for those that don't know, you live on in quite a large property in, in North Vermont. Do you find that sort of helps with the mind, the mental health rather than living in a big city where you're surrounded by it? Yeah, no doubt for sure. I mean, it was definitely like I did this on purpose, uh, you know, when you go on tour and stuff it's it's crazy you're in a different city or a different country every day and um it's nice to be able to come back to a, a, an area where like literally no one is so i'd say that my life is is definitely up and down it's like a yin and a yang for sure but uh i think everyone needs a, a space where they can just be like like yo this is a little overwhelming i gotta chill out you know what i mean so um i'm really grateful and it's just a trip too that like I, all i did all i did was make music and then i could get a place where i could just through music just hang out so it's rad <laughs> it's certainly an awesome way to like uh yeah as you said like disconnect from it all but like obviously you know as you were saying you, you've taken time off touring to sort of think about your own mental health and and the way that uh, you know, you use the music as an outlet for yourself. But if you know, for fans or, or, or anyone who's listening who, who sort of find that they're, they're bottling things up, do you do you think there's an easy way to to use music as an outlet for for people? How 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 best do they go about creating that that content that might help them sort of alleviate a couple of those those mental pressures? Yeah, um, I just think like like to follow your intuition and just to follow your gut, like. 
um, pay attention to like when, when your, your heartbeat raises a little bit or, or, you know, when you have fun. And like when I, when I was young, I was very lucky to fall into music when I was like, you know, like 11 or 12. And, um, and then I knew I was like, Oh, whoa. Like when I, you know, when I play guitar or I, or I make a song, I feel better, uh, than I did before I did it for some people. That's like, uh, you know, could be like, well, also for me, skateboarding or like sports or like maybe they have like a group that they go to or and for some reason, some people it's working out, which I don't get, uh, which is good. <laughs> but like I, I work out, but I hate it. I'm like, how do, I don't get how people are like, I love this. Like this is like, but anyways, like everyone has their own thing. Um, for me, it's music. I just think pay attention to your intuition, sit in silence and really like be like, what is it that like makes me smile and like makes me happy? And whatever, whenever you find that, like direct your energy towards that for sure. Yeah, really good advice. And for anyone listening who may be struggling, like it's important to know there's always help available. So don't hesitate to reach out if you are in need. But um, changing the subject just slightly before we let you go, Joe, I'm, I'm very interested to know, um, the, I'm interested to get into the agricultural game, similar to you. So can you, <laughs> can you give us three quick essential tips for living on the land? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, tips for living on the land. Uh, I would say... <laughs> Get a get a good tractor if you can. Uh, if, you can't, if you can't, always have a good knife on you, uh, because a knife can do everything for sure. Uh, in terms of uh, gardening, uh, start out with raised beds. They're a lot easier to manage um, than you know a big plot plotted garden. Um, what else, man? Uh, just I don't know. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of you're gonna fail, and you're gonna learn. Um, but at the end of the day, like I'm almost fully sustainable, like I'm still relying on power, but I will get solar. So like at the end of the day, if I mess something up, I'm not going to die. Um, <laughs> our, our ancestors weren't as lucky as us in that respect. So, um, you know, I just treated like sustainability and like agriculture and stuff like that as a hobby, um, where like, just allow yourself to mess up and, and that'll, and that'll, you know, <laughs> You'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess uh, listening to your interviews, how much do you appreciate uh, a well-mowed lawn? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's how you know you're getting old. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, my dad probably hates me because, like, you know, all the times that he would try and get me to do yard work when I was younger and I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Now I have my own property and it, and I dream about it. You know what I mean? I can't wait. I can't wait for the snow to melt and I can, you know, get a kombucha and hop on the John Deere and, uh, and start cutting. And I, I, I just go outside sometimes and I just like, I just look around and I'm like, what, what, am, what do I got to do? Even if I have nothing to do, like today, I, I spent uh, a lot of time stacking wood. I think I have a picture of it and I, and I was like, this is great. And I should have been doing other things, but I, here I was stacking wood. That's uh, a good wood pile. That's a good wood yeah, pile. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's an exercise in mindfulness and it's like, a, it's like a meditation. So I think like, you know, there's a lot of benefits to it. Or maybe I'm just like an old guy and I should get those like white New Balance dad shoes. 
Yeah, you're going for the tucked in polo shirt into like the cargo shorts. Yeah, I think that's the only way to go. <laughs> have, have Slowly you, but surely. <laughs> have you play, ever played the fl- farming simulator game uh, on on anything really? But like, how does it stack up? Oh my god, it's so hard. I rage quit it. It's so hard. <laughs> it's like I don't know. Something about it is like it's so difficult. But I do play this game. I play this a bunch of survival games. Like there's this game called The Forest. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like you just build primitive shelters and like you can garden and like even when I'm not doing this, I'm like doing it virtually. <laughs> it's it's your life now. <laughs> not, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Joe, thank you so much for sitting down and, and chatting to us about all things uh, nothing nowhere. Uh, for people listening, check out Trauma Factory on 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 every everywhere you find music, basically. And uh, as usual, hit us up on at uh, 78 across all the socials. But um, yeah, Joe, thanks so much, man. Yeah, thank you guys so much. This was rad. I appreciate it. And enjoy those uh, summer um, lawn mowing sessions when they come around. I can't wait. I'm dreaming about it. <laughs>